We're coming to you live from my basement in St. Louis, Missouri. This is Coffee Contracts and Cocktails, where we put the real back into relationships and the relationships right back into real estate. I'm your host, Pat, and as always, joined by Jess and a very, very tired and unfortunately sick Molly. Hi. Uh, For those of you who can't see because we don't record these videos, uh, she has been a sick puppy today. Been puking. Gross. Feel better. She'll be fine. (laughs) She's not dying. Uh, Today we're going to be touching on uh, something we actually teased last week. Uh, We're going to be talking about appraisals, um, but more specifically appraisals versus market value. The differences between them um, and kind of how, I guess we'll we'll just dive right into it. Sure. So an appraisal is done by an appraiser. What? Huh. You're blowing my mind. Right. Took a class on this. Um, No, just kidding. Um, So the appraiser is the one who, it's always a third-party company. um, You know, there's a good number of them. However, uh, it is done by round-robin choice by the lender. Um, So... People can get their houses appraised before they put them on the market. That's fine. Or at any point during their home ownership. Absolutely. And you may get one done. If you've done a refinance before, an appraisal has been done on the house. Now, just because a house appraised for a value does not mean that that is what somebody is going to be willing to pay for that property. So it could go up. It could be higher. They could be, wow, what? Um, they could be willing to pay more or less. And that's just the way the world works. We've seen this multiple times now. This year alone, we've seen appraisals come in high and we've seen them come in low. And what we mean by that is, you know what, I'll let you take that one over. I need a sip of water. (laughs) Um. When you are purchasing a home or refinancing a home and the lender orders the appraisal, they do so to make sure that the home is worth what we all think it's worth, what the sale price is or what the refinance price is, et cetera, um, because they can't issue a loan if it is more than an appraised value, if the loan is for more than the appraised value. Yes, I said that correctly. Yeah. So they have to get a neutral third party objective opinion on the price of the home. And that is where the appraisal comes in. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know where you were going with that. Boom. Uh, no, that was, I mean, that was pretty much it. Okay. Um, <laughs> just the fact that, yeah, I mean, you touch on all the points. Um, you just kind of have to be careful because a lot of folks will say, Oh, I got an appraisal done like last year or I got an appraisal done, you know, a couple of months ago and it appraised for, let's say, 175. Well, I'm not going to, I don't want to list. I may not want to list your house at the top of the appraisal because there's either no room to go. If you just got it done a couple months ago, the odds that appraisers are going to go like ten to $20,000 more is pretty slim. Pretty slim. Um, so marketability 
I'm going to probably take it down like under 170 so that if somebody wants to go up to 165, we can get you the best price terms and conditions. That's just marketing and not being dumb in my opinion. Um, yeah, I don't necessarily like using an appraisal to price us a home to sell. Um, in some cases, it's kind of like a zestimate where yep. if the appraisal was just done, um, hired by the homeowner or something else, not in reference to a potential loan, they don't look at things the exact same way that we in real estate do. So their price, while it should be fairly accurate, might not be. I've Correct. seen, um, I've heard of a lot of people who get their home appraised and it appraises high and they think that that's what they should list it for, but comps show that that's not an accurate price. So Correct. I don't, I don't like pricing a home to sell based on an appraisal. Sure. And that's, that's kind of where I'm driving at with appraisals. Like if you get it done before you list, don't use that price as like, that's what I'm going to get for my house right. because that leads us into market value. Market value is what buyers are willing to pay for your house. Like we have the, uh, the DGI Ronin S, um, you know what we paid. I forgot how much money we paid for that thing. Um, but looking around, there's a couple different ones, and they range anywhere from resale value of five hundred dollars to like five hundred fifty bucks, something like that. So, you know, a fifty dollars swing in some places, um, and you know, I'm seeing the ones that are sitting are priced higher. The ones that have sold, they're priced around that five hundred dollar mark, and then I, you know kind of tested that there it's sidebar. I tested that theory by saying, Oh, I'm thinking about selling it for 500 bucks, you know, and I'll ship it to you for that. And people were like, Oh yeah, at that point, then it's a no brainer if I'm paying for the shipping. So there's kind of ties back into houses. You can't always go by the highest, you know, appraised value of the house because maybe the market's turning. Maybe somebody, bunch of people are, don't think your house is worth what the appraiser just thought it was worth a couple months ago. I mean, markets change that fast. So similar to Kelly blue book for used cars, ah, thank they you. usually give you some kind yep. of a range and we like to give ranges for prices as well. And it's just up to you as the client and your professional team to narrow in on a price that's accurate for you. And appraisal is kind of the same thing. It's not yep. a range, it's a price, but it is effectively the same concept. Sure. And like, I mean, nobody can guarantee pardon me, what you're going to get for your house, which is why you should take everything with a grain of salt. Even what we say, yeah, take it with a grain of salt. Cause I mean, it's just, no one can guarantee what you're going to make. I can tell you, I can for sure tell you, you know, $175,000 house, if you price it at $150,000, you're for sure going to sell it. I don't know what it's going to sell for, but right. it'll sell. It's, it's, it kind of leads into that conversation. Mm -hmm. So it, just with appraisals and stuff, you have to be... Mm, just aware yeah. of what it is. It's not set in stone, written in blood, the end-all, be-all price of your home 
until the lender says it is. <clears throat> right. Yeah. And it's, I mean, we've had one on the buy side, thankfully. Uh, what are we right in at? Like 295, 300, something like that? All I remember is that it appraised for $17,000 less than the, the sale price. The we sale all price on. was 273, so 290. Math? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so we wrote for 290, and an appraiser came in. Like, I thought the house was worth 290. I found comps to support that, I, or so I thought. <laughs> and apparently, I was wrong. Um, it, and yeah, so we had to renegotiate the price down to two seventy three, which is great for my buyers, yeah, our buyers. But they obviously thought it was worth the two ninety as well, and yeah. then they found out that they can save a little bit of money and get the house of their dreams, and that worked out well for them. But it was it was enough of a struggle along the way. Mm -hmm. Well, and then we were sitting down at somebody's table. This is a fun conversation for you guys. Like, while that sounds like a positive story. We were actually sitting down at a listing table, and we told this. We told sellers, "Oh, you know, beware, beware of appraisals, yada yada yada, because it could come in low. Like here's Especially what just happened." Especially in these multiple offer situations. And they spun it around on us, and I wasn't anticipating it. Not like it threw us for a total loop, but um, they were like, "Okay, well then, what makes you so confident about your price? Like, if you got that price wrong, why are you so confident about?" the price that you're quoting us. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's a fair question. That's a really fair question. I was like, but here, there's a lot more comps closer to your house. The previous property was in an area where you had to go out a mile to get a solid amount of comps, comparable properties. Whereas there's, it was within their subdivision, they had, you know, a handful. Um, to choose from so different scenarios at that point you know it's just you have to know your stuff yeah but um i also honestly think that that appraiser was having a rough day when he went out there i probably i feel like the price that he came up with was kind of a obscure price especially based on the comparable properties he chose but i mean at the end of the day there was nothing we could do about it and it worked in our client's best interest. So, you know, okay. Right. But, um, they can always be unpredictable as well. Yeah. Appraisers. Mm -hmm. They're much like, um, whenever you get an occupancy done, like if occupancy inspectors are having a bad day, they are going to nickel and dime you. I mean, I've had those before and right. they are rough. <laughs> I wish I had a time machine so I could go back. And be like, hi, here's some uh, whatever your favorite food is and whatever your favorite drink is. Please enjoy your occupancy inspection today. <clears throat> Please don't take your bad mood out on me. Right. It happens. Like, it, it, oh, you just have to be careful. That's why like, some people are like, oh, well, can I be home? It's like, Beep. I'd rather you just not say anything to these people. Just let them do whatever it is that they need to do answer their questions make the house as comfortable as possible for them it's hot outside etc 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 um but that's pretty much it market value just i we can't stress this enough because we've gone over this i don't know a bajillion times with people 
that the appraised value is not market value. I'm pretty confident. Yeah, we did just have, I just had this conversation again this weekend. Mm -hmm. um, so it's crazy. It's, it's so nuts out there right now. I, we were just watching um, a video. Well, uh, it's not even a webinar. It was just a bunch of people on zoom um, talking about m their markets and stuff. And it's, just crazy everywhere. Everywhere that's allowing people to do real estate, the market is nuts. Like not a lot of houses for sale, and there are a ton of buyers out there because interest rates are low and blah blah blah. You know all the stuff that you hear on the radio. But oh, I forgot where I was going with that one. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you guys. Kind of dropped the ball. Um, oh, market value. Man, it's just. Have to be educated, and if you've been looking for long enough, you should be pretty confident about what value of homes mm -hmm. are. Like you're, I have found since people have more and more um, information at their fingertips, they're way more savvy on prices than even five years ago. Whenever we got into it, yes. And pricing has been pretty consistent and accurate across the board for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, hand in hand with buyers being more educated, I think it's making sellers more educated as well, uh, which helps when you take buyers into homes because they'll look at, you know, three that are within their price range and they'll say, well, this one doesn't really compare to this one positively or negatively. Mm -hmm. And then they determine their personal opinion of the price from there. So Honestly, I think our buyers especially have been pretty dead on with it too. After going out a handful of times and looking at stuff, they start to figure out pretty quick what pricing should be. And I don't disagree with them. They are making educated and in my opinion, correct decisions on their own. Yeah. I'm not seeing as many overpriced homes mm -hmm. as what we used to. Um, and that's not just, that's not just the market. That's, like you said, buyers and sellers being more savvy about pricing, which, you know, wrote up paperwork for, for sale by owner this weekend, <clears throat> sitting at the table with him and the buyer for sale by owners and the buyer buyers. Um, and yeah, guy was like, you know, I don't really understand why you guys get paid so much money. You know, we can do this all ourselves and blah, blah, blah. And then of course we have a nine page contract, a six page seller disclosure statement, a lead-based paint disclosure. He's like, man, he goes, this is, this is so many, oh, uh, uh, an appraisal writer. You know, he's like, there's so many documents that feel like I'm buying a small nation. I'm like, well, yeah, it's to protect everybody. Like, he's like, oh, whenever I bought, when did they buy that house? 2002, I think. 2002 or 2005. Whenever he bought the house, he said, <laughs> but, Oh my God, they got the contract from like an Office Depot or Office Max, which you can do. Um, but then it was, it was, he said that they signed three pieces of paper. Hmm. Three pieces of paper. I was like, for the largest purchase of your life, <laughs> you signed three pieces. You signed more buying a car. <laughs> them three pieces of paper it's true <laughs> oh my gosh it's like that's insane 
I'm like, but you know, you don't hear about all of the, you know, lawsuits and disputes and all the things that go horrendously wrong whenever you try and do all of that stuff yourself. Because if you make a mistake, it's on you. You don't have it. You don't have anybody looking over the paper. We should start talking about real estate horror stories, not necessarily specific to for sale by owners, but just in general. Ooh, yeah, I like that. I like that because everybody, uh, everybody likes to talk about all the fun, pretty things like what's trending. Mm -hmm. And I'm in some agent groups on Facebook, and agents from other states share stories and experiences, <clears throat> and I always get quite the whether it's a laugh or like a cry out of it, but I, I enjoy hearing about stuff like that. So maybe we can toss that into the mix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Yeah. That's really it. It's going to be a short one this week. Cause I mean, there's no reason to pound and pound and pound and pound away at the topic that does not require it. So very simple. Yep. Uh, today's blend was, um, I don't know, Colin <laughs> made it, it was weak. I think he put in half the amount of grounds that he typically, that I typically do. It so. was average taste, whatever yeah, it was. I think it's because it didn't have enough grounds in there. Mm. That's my opinion. Um, so I, I have no idea. I this morning, so that's not really helpful. You know, I had, um, Barissimo's, uh, hazelnut at my mm. mom's the other day or probably last night yeah. at 11 o'clock when you normally consume caffeine yeah that's right um i forgot how good that stuff was <laughs> i need to go out and get some more coffee if you guys have any coffee uh, suggestions by all means please send them over to me and you can find us on our socials on the facebooks the instagrams we don't have the Snapchat. We, I, you know, I kind of, I just put that one off. I was like, you know, I have so many other projects going on in addition to our clients. I'm like, ow. Oh, you can we'll add us personally on Snapchat. Yeah. I uh, story a lot of my pets and a lot of drinks. So I am apparently an alcoholic and also a crazy dog lady. It's fine. Nice. Uh, yes. Uh, so you can. Find us at Archon Park on Facebook, on Instagram. You can follow uh, Jess personally on Snapchat if you want. I'm on Snapchat. I don't do a lot of stories, <laughs> but um, you know we can do that too. Uh, so hopefully you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Have a great week, and we will catch up with you next time.